Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we stand? Let's gather around this front, start this service off with prayer tonight. We're so thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, His blessings, and all that God has done for us. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, to be able to come together to worship, to praise and to magnify our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on, lift up your voice and worship and praise to Him. God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Savior, for your mercy. Thank you, God, for another opportunity to come to your house to worship, to lift you up and to glorify your great name, God. You are wonderful. You are mighty. You are powerful, God. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's worship Him. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. Give Him praise today. Give Him glory. Give Him honor. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Book of Psalms, chapter 118, verse number 1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, because His mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that His mercy endureth forever. The Lord is on my side. I will fear not. What can man do unto me? The Lord is my strength and my song and has become my salvation. Open to me the gates of righteousness and I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refuse has become the head of the stone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thou art my God. I will praise Thee. Thou art my God. I will exalt Thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever.
Hallelujah. How many believe tonight that a miracle can happen? How many, how many needs a miracle tonight? You need something that you need God to work on right now. Amen. While we sing this song, I want you to sing it from your heart tonight. With your hands lifted, with your voice lifted, as praise to God. A miracle can happen. How about a miracle will happen in this place tonight? How about God will work in this house tonight? How about God will answer and hear my prayer tonight?
Let's give Him praise. Let's give Him glory. Let's give Him honor. Oh, He's a miracle worker. He's a prayer answering God. I won't wait till my troubles are over.
Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Isn't God good all the time? Hallelujah. Thank God for the message we heard this morning. Thank God for what He's going to do for us tonight. We want to pray for uh, Dana Arno. Arno. That's close. But God knows she needs prayer. Pete McKinney, Kurt and Stephanie, and we'll remember all that are sick, not able to be in church. Ask God to have His way here tonight, because it's me again, Lord, and I'm standing in the need of prayer. Let's love Him, church. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We love you. We praise you. Oh, God, that you can. Thank you. God, you see every need and every condition in here. Ask you to have your way here tonight. Have your way here tonight. Have your way here tonight. We stand it on your knees. Lord, bless you. Bless you. God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. You may be seated. The brothers will bring the offering pans. Hallelujah. Let's receive the offering. Hallelujah. Well, you can't take a plane. You can't take a train. You want to go with us. you got to go down in Jesus' name to the new Jerusalem. New Jerusalem. New Jerusalem. Here I If you want to go with us to the new, new Jerusalem, new Jerusalem.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many is looking for going to that new Jerusalem today? Hallelujah. 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 I'm looking forward to that day. Amen. As the days go by, I'm looking even more so to that great day of the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What a day that's going to be. It's not a day that I'm dreading. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. I can remember when I was younger, boy, when they would have that real red moon, that full red moon, I would get scared and I'd start praying, God, I thought the moon was turning to blood. Don't come tonight. But you know what? If he comes tonight, I'm fine with him coming right now. Amen. 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 Even come quickly, Lord Jesus. That's what we're working for. That's what we're looking for. Amen. That's what we're desiring. That's what we're hungry for. That's what we're living for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord bless you tonight. You can return to your seats. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. So good to see everyone that is here tonight. Lord bless you for being in the house of God. Amen. It's good to be in church. 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 Well, that's, that's, that's part of us, but it's good to be in church. Hallelujah. 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 You, you can be seated. And uh, y'all had to help me out tonight. We're dealing with a smaller crowd than usual, so y'all got to really help me out. So when I say something that needs an amen, <laughs> there we go. And uh, so, so thankful for today. And uh, I know it wasn't exactly like we had planned it. Brother Booker is not able to be here this weekend. I did get a text for him before church, and the surgery went well with his wife, and uh, everything turned out as good as to be better than to be expected, and should have a full recovery in a short period of time. So we're thankful and grateful for that. And uh, we are saddened that he is not able to be here with us, but we had a great time this morning. Brother Corcoran done such a wonderful job preaching the Word of God. Amen. And I want to say thank you for all of those who worked. And I know uh, we are in the middle of uh, a pandemic, whatever, whatever you want to call it. We are in the middle of total chaos is what we're in the middle of as a nation and as a world in general, but uh, today was Friends and Family Day, and the devil does everything he can to try to distort and destruct and cause all kinds of problems, but today, with all that was going on, you brought 28 guests to the house of God. Thank you very, very much. Amen. Amen. And so we appreciate you working so hard, and uh, how many enjoyed the food today? It was, it was about, it was about like Thanksgiving in October. And, uh, thank you, Brother John and Sister Lisa. I know there was others that helped, but they had, they were the, 
the uh, main work behind this, and we thank you very much. Why don't we give them a hand today? Thank you so much, and uh, done such a wonderful job, and we had a great time. It, it's just good. It's good to be with God's wonderful people. And, uh, you know, we had church today, and uh, we went over to the gym and had a great meal and great fellowship today. And I got home, and I woke up from my nap today about the time that I normally get home on Sunday evenings. Man, it was just amazing. I had so much time on my hands. I might can preach all night long tonight. But uh, anyway, that's much better than going to a restaurant, and it's better than anything you're going to find in a restaurant anywhere close to here, that's for sure. And uh, we had a great time. So thank you very much for everyone that worked, and Friday night for everyone that worked. I want to say thank you again. Some of you were over in the gym working today, but I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, my wife, my family. Thank you for Pastor Appreciation Night, uh, Friday night, and all the work that was done, all the nice things that was said, the wonderful gifts that you gave us. We are so thankful for it and honored and privileged to be pastor of such a wonderful group of people, the Church of God, and we thank you, and I don't want to ever take it lightly, and I don't want you to feel like I do. And uh, in the middle of a hurricane... People come out anyway, and I'm so grateful and thankful for that. And I know it was a terrible, terrible weather going on outside. And I want to say thank you, God, for sparing us again. Amen. Praise God. And uh, I want to um, say there are some things going on with the turkeys uh, this year that's beyond our control. And I know a lot of people has already sold them. And um, due to COVID, whatever COVID has to do with turkeys, I don't know if they all got it and died or what, but turkeys are extremely high. And um, and I know we have someone who donates them, but there's no no use to donate and not get any return from it. And uh, there's a lot of work that goes into that, selling, cooking, preparing, and all of that. Uh, so what we're going to do, what, what you have already sold, we will take care of. And uh, But we ask you from this point on, if you have customers um, that, that are big customers, that are repeat customers, let's take care of them. Uh, but I ask you, don't, don't go out and try to sell any more. Let's count what we have and uh, go from there. We are we have got 500 coming at a very high price, and we're hoping we're hoping that Walmart will put them on sale in the first of November, uh, second week of November, and uh, they said that they would get us what we needed. Uh, but right now they're a dollar and 48 cents a pound. And so when you figure that up at $30, you don't make any money off of that. And uh, so uh, I, um, I uh, want you to stop right now, and we're going to try to take care of the big orders that we have and the customers that, that repeat. There's a lot of customers that buy a lot, and uh, we want to take care of them. So you turn your order, and it's so good to see Sister Beverly here. She come home just in time for turkeys. 
and she is so excited, she's so thrilled to be here for turkey season. Turkey season is normally in the spring, but at First Pentecostal Church in Sealsby, it's in the fall. And uh, so turn in your orders to her, and let's get a count, and uh, <clears throat> we'll go from there. And like I said, we might have more. Probably we'll have to cook more than, than uh, 500 but we are going to stop right there as of right now. And uh, if we have to, we'll do, what, we'll do whatever we have to do. If you've got them sold, we're going to take care of that. But just don't go out pushing them. And uh, so <clears throat> anyway, thank you for everyone that works so hard every year to do that. And I'm thankful for our customer base that we have. And we certainly don't want to make them upset. And, uh, but, um, <clears throat> you know, when things go up, they normally don't come down, and uh, so uh, we did not know that in time this year to raise the price. We could have raised the price because of COVID, and uh, so anyway, we didn't know it in time, so we've already sold them for the same price that we have for many, many years, and uh, so we will probably have to go up on that next year. So uh, remember that announcement Remember, don't forget that announcement. I ask you, please, don't forget that announcement. Also, we want to welcome those who have joined us on the, on the broadcast tonight on the Internet. Have church with us today and uh, worship the Lord together with us. And we pray for those who are sick and unable to be in the house of the Lord. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's, there's, this stuff is still floating around. We want to be as cautious as we can. Um, and, but we don't want to stop living life either. And uh, if if you can't live life, it's not worth living anyway. And uh, so we don't we do want to be cautious. And I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. And I guess I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep trying, or either I'm gonna give up one. But let's try to social distance as much as possible while I'm, while we're here. But the problem is, as soon as y'all leave here, you're all together at restaurants and you're all together at each other's homes. So um, we're just social people. I can't help it. And uh, unfortunately, the cool weather is probably going to bring on more sickness. And um, the flu season, the regular old flu season is just right around the corner. And uh, so maybe we can catch something besides COVID for the next few months and uh, not be so scared and intimidated about it. But I, I take it very seriously. And um, But remember this, if you do get it, if you do get it, unfortunately it does happen to some, but if you do get it, remember that about 99.99% survive. And so you have a pretty good ratio. Don't let fear dictate that you can't get a touch from God. Believe God. Believe God that God is still a miracle worker. And uh, believe God that God is able to take care of us. And uh, we've got a lot of friends that have had it. And uh, we've got a lot of friends that are sick today because of it, that are seriously sick. Brother Strevel needs a miracle from God. And there has been some improvement, but still needs a miracle from God. Brother Seal needs a miracle from God. I haven't got a report on him uh, this week, but needs a touch from the Lord. And let's pray for him. Brother Scott Wilson needs a miracle from God. He is doing better, but still needs a touch from the Lord. 
Uh, I talked to Brother Stoltzfus this afternoon, and Sister Stoltzfus is in the hospital, uh, not knowing if, if it's COVID or not, but she had an aneurysm in her lungs, and it's very serious, and so needs a touch and a miracle from God tonight. And we pray that God would touch her and uh, heal her body. The, the terrible thing about this is in most states, I don't know if it's still like that, I think they are letting a few visitors in to the hospital here, but in most states you can't even go in to be with your loved ones. And uh, so I know that's, that's very, very, very difficult on families. So let's pray for the families that are affected and ask God for His protecting hand. We are trying our best to keep everyone as safe as possible. And I ask you, if you are sick, if you have been around someone that is sick, even if you might think, well, I don't think this is it, but let's stay home just in case and uh, try to protect one another. Don't be foolish. And um, so we want to protect everyone as much as we can. And, And the problem about this, you can have it. I guess you can have it and not even know you had it. But I promise you, when I had it, I knew I had it. And uh, so, <laughs> anyway, but uh, pray that pray that God would protect us all. And they say that you're immune for a certain time. I'm just praying that I'm immune for all time. But unfortunately, they don't think that is so. But let's pray for God's help. The last thing that we need in this country is another shutdown. Amen. We don't need that. And uh, we certainly don't need to shut the church down. And we don't want to do it, so let's try to be as safe as we possibly can. So um, if you have your Bibles tonight, let's turn in the Word of God to Mark chapter number 2. And uh, let's take these needs to the Lord right now, Brother Strebel and Brother Seal and Brother Wilson and Sister Stoltzus. Let's pray for them and ask God to touch them today. And uh, I got word, too, today that Sister Lawler also has uh, COVID. So let's pray for her and ask God to give her a miracle. And many churches are affected by this. And uh, let's pray that God would heal all of those who are sick. God, we love you today. We thank you, Savior, for allowing us to be in your house to worship, to praise, and to glorify your great name. We pray, God, that you would heal those who are sick. These requests that's been made known. We know, God, that you are the healer, that you are the miracle worker. I pray, God, that you strengthen each and every person that is affected by this virus, God. That you would strengthen their minds, strengthen their hearts, strengthen their spirit, strengthen their faith today, God. And I pray, Lord, that You would strengthen their body and give them a miracle from heaven because we know that You are a miracle worker. We know, God, that You can in our faith, our confidence, and our trust is in You. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, Amen. Mark chapter number 2. If you're listening online and would like to uh, give in the offering tonight, that number is 855 855- Five five seven five three two four eight five 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 seven five three two four. Mark chapter two, verse number one. Brother Kurtz, good to see you in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. It's always good to see him 
This is where he just fits in and belongs, right here. Amen. Verse number 1, and again, again, he entered into Capernaum. After some days, speaking of Jesus, again, he entered into Capernaum. It was a reoccurrence, a re, uh, revisiting of the same place. And it was noise that he was in the house. Everybody said it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway, many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And he preached the word unto them. Let's ask God to bless the word. Amen. God, we ask you to anoint your word today. Anoint your messenger today, O God. I pray, Lord, in your precious name that you would anoint your people today to hear, to receive, to respond, and be a doer of the word. Anoint me, God, to obey you. Anoint me, God, to deliver your word like you would have me to. In the precious name of Jesus, my faith is in you. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Lift your voice and shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. As long as my announcements was, there's no telling how long I might preach tonight. You know that I don't like to preach on Sunday night. Shame on you for not going ahead and shouting tonight. <laughs> so uh, next Sunday night, remember that. But I want to talk to you tonight, and, and Brother Marks, I think it was Sunday morning that he preached uh, along these same lines, and it just has not left me. And then uh, this weekend, it started coming back to me again, and I, I just felt like revisiting this one more time. And uh, I want to talk to you about Jesus is in the house. Where Jesus is, that's where I want to be. Amen. Where Jesus is, that's where I want to be. Can I say it like this? Where Jesus is, that's where I'm going to be. Where Jesus is, that's where I'm going to be found. Amen. Amen. This, uh, well, not this past summer, but summer before this past summer, uh, we had the privilege and, and the honor to go to the Holy Land. And, um, I, I, I've always, I've always wanted to go and, and, uh, I've always, uh, had a desire to go, but just the timing never happened right and uh, never did work out. But, uh, a lot of us got to go and, uh, quite a few from this church and many more, uh, apostolics from across the nation got to go. I think there was like 115 or 109, something like that of us that, that went. And we had such a great time and people asked me, how did I enjoy it? I said, it's a trip of a lifetime. All my life I've wanted to go. All my life I had a desire to go, and uh, I, I am so glad that I went. I was not disappointed at all. 
that I went, and uh, I learned a lot, I enjoyed it, and I don't ever care if I go back. But So it was kind of one of those places. But but so many things were so uh, so educational, and there's so much biblical history, and just... Just knowing, just knowing that somewhere in this area is where Jesus Christ walked. And uh, when we got on the Sea of Galilee, it was a great, probably one of my favorite experiences because a lot of it is very commercialized. And uh, you that's been there know that. And uh, it's kind of like Disney World. When you get off of the ride, you go through a souvenir shop. And so a lot of it is like that, but, and, and I, I think some of it is moved to wherever it is convenient for them to set up shop and to make more money. But the Sea of Galilee has not moved. It's still in the same place. They didn't pick it up and move it. And when you're out there, you can see, um, the, the mountainside where Jesus come from where he was born or where he was raised, and uh, where he was raised to come into Galilee, the little fishing fishing community of Galilee. And uh, you can see the hillside. You know somewhere in that area, because of where the city is, where he was raised, and where he was coming from, and where he was going to, that he come down this hillside. And and uh, you know by where the cities are located, uh, approximately where he actually walked on water. And uh, so it's very, very interesting. It was, I can remember I just kind of got a place, we were all on a boat out there in the midst of the Sea of Galilee, and, and it's very amazing how small areas are over there. And uh, I just kind of got up in the corner of the boat by myself, and I just looked over the Sea of Galilee, and I could just picture Jesus coming down the mountainside. And in my mind, I could just picture Him walking upon the stormy Sea of Galilee. And uh, it was a very moving experience. It was a it was a spiritual experience because I am a believer. And uh, but but then what what I want to talk to you tonight is about where Jesus was in Capernaum. We also went to Capernaum where um, Jesus was. It was Peter's house, and it's kind of where he based his evangelistic tour out of that area and to evangelize. The, the seashore of, of Galilee and to travel the countryside of that, that uh, fishing area there. And, um, so he, they, they said and scholars think and, and the Bible makes indication of this because it says, and again he entered into Capernaum, which means that it was not his first time to come into Capernaum, but again he entered into Capernaum. And uh, so he went into the house, the house. And uh, so uh, they seemed to think that the house that he would enter into and where he was staying at was uh, the Apostle Peter's house, the place where uh, he had healed uh, Peter's mother-in-law. Some people said that's a miracle that he did, that Peter did not ask him for, but leave that as it may. Some of you are not listening to me. 
But <clears throat> so, so anyway, back to my story was um, we we went to that place, and as Jesus would come into that place, they they built a synagogue years later, like uh, centuries later, on top of the house at Capernaum, uh, where Jesus was, where this miracle. Uh, more than likely where this miracle took place. And so, uh, over the years, back, I think it was, uh, from 1978 till the mid-1980s, back the century previous to this century. And, uh, so they, they started working and digging again, and they started digging under uh, that synagogue, they dug down past that synagogue. Now they have a, a, a church built on it, just about like every place over there has a Catholic or Greek Orthodox church built on it. And so they started digging up under this church and they got down past the synagogue that was built and they dug down and they found uh, the house, I might say possibly, but this is what... Um, they say they found the house where Jesus based his his ministry out of uh, while he was in Galilee, and uh, so they had a place where you could go up and you could look down through that and down. These cities are are under the ground. They have to dig down many, many, many feet to find uh, these cities, and so. Uh, they dug down many, many feet and found this house. And uh, the area where Jesus was when He performed this miracle, they dug up, they found other parts of the house. They lived in uh, kind of communal people then. And, and uh, they would just add rooms onto the house. When someone would get married, they'd add rooms on the house. And then they would add houses and, and uh, build it. Thank God we don't do that today. And uh, we live in separate houses. That makes life a whole lot better. So so I, I was able to look and to see this place. And again, my mind uh, just envisions Jesus sitting there and the crowd of people. Now, now when we think of areas today, we think of, of cities like, like Beaumont and cities like Port Arthur, and we call a city like Sealsby a very small community, and we think about cities like New York, and cities like Houston, and cities like San Antonio, and Dallas, and all of these, but but their cities was very small, and um, actually, probably in, in biblical times, I say actually, probably, that's kind of like um, uh, deleting what I said, but... but uh, the the city of Jerusalem in biblical times was about uh, was about the size of our community today, and it was one of the large cities in in the Bible that is talked about. So everything was a lot smaller. And as I looked into that place, I thought about Jesus. Jesus has been here. Jesus has actually been here. In bodily form, Jesus has been here. And my mind thinks about that and it's hard to really grasp that as you look, 
You look down through that glass window and you're looking down in that hole to this floor and parts of this house that they have dug out. And you realize Jesus was walking right there. Jesus was sitting right there. Jesus performed miracles right here. This was like His headquarters. And it was kind of... It was kind of amazing to realize. And see, that's, that's the reason why the Bible, the Bible is true. Because you can back the Bible up with actual places. That are there today. They're really there. It's not just someone's imagination. It's not someone's dream. It's not someone's vision. But it actually happened. And I, as I, as I think about that, I, I think about this time in the Bible where Jesus is back in the house at Capernaum trying to find rest, no doubt, trying to come back after a day of traveling and preaching. And he starts, a crowd starts to gather around because where Jesus is, that's where people really want to be. And so uh, where a crowd starts gathering around and Jesus starts teaching them and starts talking to them about the things of God and the kingdom of God and and preaching and instructing them and and then there is there is someone that hears that Jesus is back in Capernaum again maybe he had been gone for a day maybe he had been gone for a couple of days maybe he had been gone for four or five days or a few weeks but but they heard that Jesus was back in the house at Capernaum. They had a friend that was sick, that was bedridden. He could not walk on his own. He could not get there by himself. But they made up in their mind that if we can get him to where Jesus is, we know that things is going to change in his life. Amen. Many times, many times, he, he could, he, they could not come into the place or the area where Jesus was. Now think about this, how small that I said these places were and these cities and these communities were. And then there would be times on the hillside where there would be 5,000 people gathered together at one time to hear Him. At one place, there was 7,000 that Jesus fed at one time. At one place, there was 5,000 not counting the women and the children that were there. So thousands and thousands of people would congregate where? Where Jesus was. Why? Because where Jesus is, that's where people want to be. Amen. And where Jesus is, that's where we desire to be. And they, they made up in our, in their mind, if we can get our friend to where Jesus is, I know that everything is going to change in his life because when you come in contact with Jesus, you never stay the same as you were previously. 
Amen. A lot of people say, oh, I'm a Christian too, and they keep drinking the same thing, smoking the same thing. They keep acting the same way. They keep doing the same thing. They keep talking the same way. But I want to tell you, when you really get to where Jesus is, when you come in contact with Jesus, it changes who you are and to what God wants you to be. Amen. 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 Being in close quarters with Jesus changes everything. Amen. Being in contact with Jesus changes the way you think. It changes the way you act. It changes the way you talk. It changes the way you dress. It changes the places that you go. Why? Because you have been in contact. And you have been in the place where Jesus is. And there is still power in Jesus. Amen. Jesus still has the power to change. Jesus still has the power to rearrange. Jesus still has the power to make a difference in your life. Amen. Amen. Getting to where Jesus is. Amen. Getting to where Jesus is is not always an easy task. Amen. You need to know, number one, where He is at. Don't ever forget and don't ever get confused where Jesus is. Amen. You're not going to find Jesus in the bottle, in a bottom of a bottle. You're not going to find Jesus on the bar stool. You're not going to find Jesus smoking marijuana. You're not going to find Jesus at the bottom of a peel bottle. You're not going to find Jesus in another relationship. Amen. But you know where you're going to find Jesus? You're going to find Jesus in the house that Jesus has always been in. Amen. Amen. Again, the Bible says, again, Jesus was in the house. I want to tell you today, amen, if you get somewhere and get away from God, don't let the world cloud your mind or cloud your understanding to some false doctrine. But always remember that Jesus is at the same place where you walked out and left Jesus. And when you want Jesus, you got to get back in the house. Where Jesus is at. Amen. 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 Sometimes it takes a lot of work to get to where Jesus is. It's not always easy getting where Jesus is. It's not always a simple task. Amen. I've talked to people that were backslidden and they say, I want to come back, but it's so difficult to get back. Amen. The devil has clouded your mind. Amen. The devil has put things before you to try to hinder you from getting to where Jesus is. But I come to preach to you tonight that you can still get to where Jesus is, but you got to get your mind made up that I've got to get to Him no matter what happens, no matter what's going on in life, no matter what's taking place around me. I've got to get to where Jesus is. Amen. 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 
Amen. That no matter what I have to do, Amen. No matter what I have to do, I'm going. I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back. Amen. I'm going to get back. If the devil stole your joy, let me tell you today, you can get it back. Amen. If the devil stole your peace, let me remind you today that you can get it back. Amen. If the devil stole your happiness in God, let me remind you today, you're in the right place at the right time to get it all back. It don't belong to the adversary, but you got to get made up in your mind. I'm going to get to where Jesus is. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. The devil will always, the devil will always try to stop you from getting to where Jesus is. The devil will use people, unfortunately, to stop you from getting to where Jesus is. The devil will use relationships to stop you from getting to where Jesus is. Unfortunately, sometimes the devil will use people that's in the church to stop you from getting to where Jesus is. The devil will have people to hurt your feelings. The devil will have people to say something negative about you. The devil will have people to say something that is unfortunate about you. Amen. To stop you from getting to where Jesus is. But if you're going to get to where Jesus is, you've got to have a tough mind and a tender heart to say, I've got to get back. I've got to get back. I've got to get back. I've got to reach Him. I've got to touch Him. I've got to get where He's at. Amen. Amen. The devil uses things. The devil uses things to get, to get your mind off of where he is. How, how about here in Capernaum? Jesus is in the house and there's four men that are there with their friend. Can you imagine as they walk to the door and they say, Hey, look, look guys, we've got a person here that can't even walk. He can't get in there by himself. Give us a little room. Amen. But people were so rude that they would not give them any room. Amen. People tried to say, hey, 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 you ever tried to get through a crowd and, and you don't want somebody getting your spot and somebody don't want you getting your, their spot and you don't want them in front of you and they don't want you in front of them kind of like pulling out in traffic trying to get your spot. But they would not allow them in. They they did not get discouraged. Amen. What would happen tonight if you come to church and somebody said, Hey, hey, we really don't want you here. Would you be so discouraged that you'd turn around and walk out? Or would you make up in your mind, Hey, I don't care what they say. I don't care who says what or who does what. Jesus is in the house. And where Jesus is, that's where I'm going to be. There's people that are lost tonight, wandering in sin because they got hurt feelings. Even Jesus said, see these scars? Where did He get them? 
the house of His friends. We are people. You are people. I am people. We are all people. And we all say things at times we should not say. We all do things at times we should not do. But when you're trying to get to Jesus, you can't allow anything. You can't allow anything to stop you from getting into the house where Jesus is. Amen. Amen. Let us in. No, you're not getting my spot. Well, my need is bigger than your need. Well, my need is more important than your need. No, I need, my friend needs help. But I want to tell you today, they did not allow the crowd to deny them what they were going after. Amen. They said, we've been waiting on him to get back and we shall not be denied. I wish somebody in the house tonight that needs something from God. I asked you all ago, how many needs a miracle? How many needs help from God? I've come to tell you that Jesus is in the house tonight to perform miracles. He's in the house tonight to work out your problems. He's in the house tonight to touch your soul. But don't be denied and don't be rejected by those who would try to hold you out. Amen. The devil's always trying to stop. But thank God for friends. Are you willing tonight to pay the price to get to where Jesus is? Are you willing to pay the price to get to where Jesus is? Are you willing to pay the price to get to where Jesus is? Are you willing to pay the price to get to where Jesus is? Are you really willing to pay the price to get to where Jesus is? I've seen people that come and say, okay, God, help me. And when God don't do it immediately, they turn around and walk and said, well, I at least tried. No, no, no. You'll sit in the doctor's office for hours. You'll stand in line at Walmart on Black Friday for hours and fight people over a camera that's worthless. Amen. You'll push through every cell at Dillard's and say, no, I found it first. No, it's mine. No, it belongs to me. Call the manager over. Call the police over. Call the sheriff's department over. It belongs to me, but when it comes to God, if God don't do it immediately, amen, we're out the door and say, catch you next time, God, on the next time, by, Amen. But I want to tell you, if you want to get something from God, sometimes you got to pack your lunch and say, God, I'm here for an answer. God, I'm here for a miracle. God, I'm here for a turnaround. God, I'm here for a comeback. 
Amen. Amen. Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to pay the price? Thank God for faithful friends. Amen. This man had some wonderful friends that even though he could not walk, even though he was laid on his bed, even though he, they were having to carry him, he had some friends that said, my brother, we're going to get you to the place that you need to be. Amen. People wonder why we pray for one another, why we get around one another and rub them on the back and pat them on the back and grab them by the hand and jerk them around. You know why? Because that's the kind of friend that's trying to get you to where Jesus is. Whatever I have to do to get you to where He's at. Whatever I have to do to get you to the place that Jesus is. That's what I'm willing to do. That's what a real friend does. Amen. Amen. What kind of friends do you have? A real friend does not take you away from Jesus. Now hear me, young people. Listen to me very closely, young people. A real friend does not take you away from Jesus. A real friend does not take you down a dark road. A real friend that says that he or she loves you does not try to get you to do something that you should not do. A real friend does not take you down the road of alcohol and drugs. A real friend takes you to the house of God. A real friend does not say, hey, let's don't worry about church tonight. Let's do something different than go to church. No, a real friend says, even when you don't want to go, I'm going to tell you where you need to go. You need to get in the house of God. Amen. You need to get to where Jesus is. Amen. Young people, let me tell you, you need to be strong for one another. That when one is weak, the other picks them up and says, let's go to the house of God. Let's go to a prayer meeting. Let's get in the worship service. Let's sing the glory and the praises of God. Amen. Do you have people around you? That would hinder you from getting to Jesus? Or do you have people around you that would help you get to Him? As they come to the music, I'm getting ready to close. Do you have people that would help you get into the presence of the Lord? Or do you have them that would hinder you from getting into the presence of the Lord? That's the reason why I tell you tonight... Brothers and sisters, when we come up to worship God, it's not fellowship service. Whatever you got to say to somebody, if it's not about worship, it can wait. Whoo! Because why? We're trying to get to where Jesus is. Amen. It bothers me when we can carry on a conversation when the Holy Ghost is trying to move. Amen. Somebody, and it's always the one that God is trying to move on, the one that the devil sends you to talk to. 
Amen. But you need to make up in your mind. Brother, I don't want to disturb you. But I want to put my arm around you and help you get to where Jesus is. We can fellowship after church. But Lord, help us to help one another get to the place where Jesus is. How how do we get there? It's not like He's there, or He's there, or He's right here, or He's right there. But there's one thing I do know. Like the song says, He's all over this place. He's from the front to the back. I have found that people get more out of the front than they do out of the back. Most people get the Holy Ghost in the front. A few get it in the back, but most get it in the front. So what do we want to do? Come on, brother. I'm going to help you get to where Jesus is. How do we do that? It's not a particular place. But if I have to tear the roof off, I'm going to help you get to where you need to be tonight. If I have to tear the door off the hinges, I'm going to do my best to get you to the place where Jesus is. How do we do it? When we see somebody up front and they're trying to worship their way through, we don't come up and have a conversation with them. Amen. With that person. But we say, hey, my brother, I'm here to help you worship your way through. I want to tell you when you're trying to get to where Jesus is, why don't you go ahead and do a little dance to get to where He is? Why don't you go ahead and throw your head back and your hands in the air and lift your voice and say, God, I might not feel it now, God, but I'm trying to get where I want to be and where I need to be with you. Can you imagine, can you imagine these four men that begin to climb? You can be seated just for a moment. These four men that begin to climb up on the housetop. And they're standing on the housetop. They said, well, when I really feel something, I'm going to tear one of these layers off. When I really feel good about it, I'm going to tear one of these layers off. God knows we're here. Sometimes we say, oh, God knows I'm here in the house. If He wants to bless me, He'll bless me. If He wants to give me something, He'll give me something. If we was passing out $100 bills tonight, every one of you would be fighting to get your place in line. God is passing out blessings tonight. But we can't see it through our spiritual mind of what God is trying and what God is wanting to do. But if we ever get a spiritual revelation of what God is trying to do, hey, God don't have to do anything. I'm just going to tear the roof off because I know somewhere in this area I'm going to shout when I don't feel it. I'm going to lift my hands when I don't feel a thing. I'm going to shout for joy when I don't feel joy. Joy. Why? Because I'm trying to get to where Jesus is. I'm trying to get to where Jesus is. I'm trying to get to where Jesus is. What about it, my brother? What about it, my brother? Let me, 
we're, we're, I don't, I don't guess we can get in. No, no, we're gonna, we're gonna make a way where there seemeth to be no way. I feel tonight in this house that God wants to help somebody get to where Jesus is tonight. I feel that God wants to move in somebody's life right now. Somebody help me get a hold of Him. Somebody help me get to where Jesus is. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That's the way you help somebody get to where Jesus is. That's the way to respond, men. That's the way to respond, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. If I could just get in your presence, if you worship you, if I could just get in your presence, if I could just kneel at your throne, if I could just get in your presence, may my petitions know. Then I know that I'll be healed My strength will be renewed If I could just get in your presence To worship you Hallelujah in your presence Hallelujah in your presence Hallelujah in your presence Hallelujah in your presence. 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 Then I know that I'll be healed. My strength will be renewed if I could just get in your presence. To worship you. Hallelujah in your presence. 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 Then I know that I'll be here. I'm straight to be renewed. If I could just get in your presence To worship you If I could just get in your presence If I could just kneel at your throne 
the Lord tonight. God, we love you. Thank you, God, for your presence that we're able to feel in your house. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We praise you today, Lord. Thank you for what you have done in this place tonight. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, God. We lift you up today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't forget, don't forget, you've got to get in His presence every day, every day. 
Man, if it's possible, come by this church. Spend your time in the church praying, seeking the face of God. If it's not possible to get here, pray wherever you're at, wherever you can get to pray. But if you don't pray, you can't stay. Amen. That's what keeps us in the presence of God is praying, seeking the face of God. Amen. And life, life of living for God becomes much easier when you develop a prayer life. Amen. Amen. I want y'all, y'all look right over there. Look right over there. Don't that look so natural, him just sitting right there in his old spot. Amen. So good to see you there, Brother Kurt. Man, it's good to see you here. Looking forward to what God's going to do for you and your family. Amen. Good to see everyone. So thankful for what God done for Sister Lori tonight. Sister Abby. Amen. All you young ladies. You got to get in His presence. That's what makes the difference. He's in the house. You just got to get in His presence. Amen. Lord bless you. Remember, church will not be Monday night. Church will go back to regular schedule Wednesday night. So remember that. And uh, let's come praying, expecting, and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. You can, I would tell you to separate y'all together anyway. Do whatever. <clears throat> but it's real and don't forget it. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Don't forget in the uh, tape room, CD room, uh, whatever room you call it now since tapes are obsolete, uh, Brother Booker has some books there. 
The books are $10 a piece. The, um, the uh, uh, CDs are not normal CDs. They're MP3s, so they'll play on any new CD player. But they're $5 a piece. And I told him, uh, I use that book, What a Difference a Line Makes. Uh, a lot of times in preaching, I said, you can't even sell that book here. I use it too much. But anyway, I try to give him credit when I use his stuff. But that's in there also. Very good book. On, on separation from the world. If you want, if you want to read something, if you're a new convert and you want to read something on why we are like we are, get that book, What a Difference a Line Can Make. And if you'll read it and you don't have the $10 to pay for it, I'll buy it for you. If you're a new convert. Some of you, some of you I might buy it and give to you anyway. No, not serving tonight due to everybody's been serving all weekend.